half time, halfway. We're going to hear stories of empowerment through the highs and the lows, through stigmatization and celebration in the sports industry. But not just from me, we're bringing in the experts, pro athletes, coaches, journalists, and so many more to tell you about her story. It's time to crank up those stadium lights and shine them on the extra challenges that women in sports have to overcome every day. Hello, welcome to a very special episode of Halftime Halfway. My name is Allison Wright, and I am Maddie's Girl Scout Gold Award Committee Coordinator. Maddie is a Gold Award Girl Scout who recently was selected to deliver the keynote address at the Girl Scouts of Northern California Gold Award Ceremony. Today, we will get an opportunity to listen to the speech that she gave at that ceremony and then chat with her a bit more about why Girl Scouts and the Gold Award has been life-changing for her. Please welcome Maddie. Good afternoon to our Girl Scout Council and executives, committee coordinators, volunteers, troop leaders, and supporters. And a special heartfelt congratulations to, to my fellow Gold Award recipients. Everyone here is beyond proud of you and you should be beyond proud of yourself. Every single meeting that I attended since I was five years old, my troop leader, also known as my mother, made us recite the Pledge of Allegiance, the Girl Scout Promise, and the Girl Scout Law. I know that my fellow award recipients can definitely relate. When I was five, I thought it was fun to have something to memorize, but now 12 years later, at the end of my Girl Scout journey, I realize and reflect on the truth that these words hold. You can all join me again at home if you please. I will do my best to be honest and fair, friendly and helpful, considerate and caring, courageous and strong, responsible for what I say and do, respect myself and others, respect authority, use resources wisely, make the world a better place, and be a sister to every Girl Scout. Now, that never gets old. These words have not only become words that remind me of beautiful memories that I hold with my fellow sisters, but also words that define the woman that I've become today. These words ring true when I think about my Gold Award journey. I started my Gold Award journey in January of 2020. It was the wake of the NFL playoff season, the middle of my junior year, and I really didn't have a solid idea for a project that I wanted to do. My mother a troop and troop leader, a key figure in my life, always reminded us to do something that we were passionate about because we would not want to pour over 80 hours into something we weren't excited about. Taking this advice to heart, I began to think about all the things that I like. Sports, music, and watching TV immediately came to mind, but I was pretty sure I wasn't going to be able to craft a project out of watching MasterChef Junior on the sofa, so I kept on thinking. As a student at a school with a strong focus on social justice, I realized that my passions also included women's rights, rights for the differently abled, and racial equality. As Super Bowl Sunday approached during the end of January, I became more and more glued to ESPN, reading articles about the 49ers and the Chiefs, their coaches, their strengths and weaknesses, and the outfits that certain reporters wore, the outfits that certain female reporters wore. While I was beyond proud that the Super Bowl was to feature Katie Sowers, a queer female coach who was changing the game, I was absolutely disgusted that sports reporting still managed to find relevance in the ways that females dressed in the midst of Super Bowl excitement. If I was gonna be honest with myself, nothing about this was fair. Nothing about this was honest and fair. 
That was the last straw as I created my project proposal, a project to target sexism in the sports industry, supposedly a series of presentations to be given to schools and community centers. I wanted to interview women in the sports industry and then use my findings to present the reality of discrimination in sports. I wanted to create a platform of change, a platform for sports that no longer hid the reality of the outrageous pay gaps, verbal harassment, poorly established programs, and I wanted to create a platform where women could share their stories in sports. Something without judgment, something friendly, something helpful for young girls who wanted to pursue sports. I wanted to create something that was friendly and helpful. That's when I met Allison, my committee coordinator, who is here with us today, who was also the epitome of friendly and helpful, always ready to assist me with my project and encourage me with an extra helping of exclamation points in every single email. For those of you who know Allison, you know exactly what I'm talking about. I finished my project proposal and submitted it and was assigned a committee coordinator one week before the pandemic hit. No one could have imagined that the, uh, the impact that the pandemic would have had on my project. Although it wreaked havoc in my life, in all of our lives, it allowed me to create a more expansive and worldly project. We decided instead of presentations that I was going to bring to high schools and community centers, that I would publish my interviews in the form of podcast episodes and truly create a platform that inspires and empowers women in the sports industry. That was the beginning of my Gold Award project, my podcast, Halftime, Halfway. I started reaching out to women all over sports, every single sport, every single position, and I reached out to pro and college athletes, coaches, managers, front office staff, journalists, and heroes in every single sport. I expected to get around four to five responses, maybe six if I was lucky. But two hours after I sent out my first email, I got a response from Helen Elliott, the LA Times Hall of Fame journalist in hockey. And hours later, one from Kendall Coyne, the Olympic gold medalist and hockey uh, professional hockey player. As I received more responses, Allison, my committee coordinator, encouraged me to continue to reach out to more people, sending me lists of names full of excitement. And by the time I wrote my final report, I had interviewed almost 40 different women. I had almost 40 different stories, each with their own intricacies and uniquenesses, each telling a different narrative, but all with a central message that women are heroes and they deserve better. I listened to these women talk about their trauma, their experiences with racism, sexism, the fear of looking for jobs, switching majors in college, life after sports, experience with injuries and health issues. And all of these women listened to me talk about my experience as well. They listened to each other's stories, each one full of consideration and care. The community of women supporting women that had come out of my podcast showed me what considerate and caring had looked like in real life. After I had interviewed all of these groundbreakers, I had no idea where to go from there. So I reached out to Gazi Musa and Jessica Luther, two lovely people who I had interviewed for my podcast, who also had podcasts of their very own. And they gave me a ton of advice on how to create a podcast and publish it. Thank you so much, Gazi and Jessica, because without you, I would not have gotten very far. It took a lot of courage to publish my first episode. I was worried about what people would say, what people would think, or even more, if anyone would listen. That was my courageous and strong moment, pressing publish on my first episode. I realized that regardless of what people thought or if people listened, I was proud of my message. I would be responsible for what I was saying and doing. After publishing my first episode, everything felt like a blur. 
about three and a half months later, I had spent over 200 hours on this project. I had listeners in over 30 US states, 18 countries besides the US and on six different continents. Antarctica is still on my to-do list. Allison's favorite thing to say about my project is, if the pandemic had not impacted your project, you would have conducted several presentations in school auditoriums. However, you would not have reached anyone in Zimbabwe to tell them about the story of Hannah Gordon, the San Francisco 49ers general counsel and CAO. This project did a 180 on my life. Quarantine was a dark time for many of us, but this gave me a purpose. It allowed me to realize how much I cared about combating implicit bias against women in the sports industry, because it is something that I had dealt with for my entire life. It's something that a lot of my fellow athletes had dealt with for their entire life. Because of this project, I developed a new respect for myself as a female athlete while magnifying my respect for others. These women who allowed me to put their passion on paper showed me that standing firm on your values and fighting for yourself never serves you wrong. And because of this project, the phrase respect myself and others is now something that I'm determined to live by. This project showed me that we must respect authority, however, challenge it when authority is not just. It also showed me to use my resources wisely, making changes and being flexible when necessary because good will definitely come from it. And finally, it showed me to be a sister to every Girl Scout, but not just to every Girl Scout, to every single woman that I met. I would not have accomplished this project without the help of some very strong women. And I would like to thank my fellow troop members and sisters for life. Thank you for sticking with me since we were three feet tall and being a part of my team during this project. I would like to also thank all the women that I interviewed. Every single one of you has said something that I will think about every single day and continues to resonate with me as I continue my journey into college and beyond. To Ms. De Silva, my advisor, friend, and social studies teacher, thank you for molding me into a social justice warrior while ever rooting so proudly for the Raiders. To Michelle, Mrs. Connors, and Mrs. Chu, thank you for taking the time um, to help me out with my report, whether it's grammar, phrasing, or way too many commas, I truly appreciate you. I would like to also give a special thank you to Allison, the best committee coordinator anyone could ask for, for putting up with my nights of three hours of sleep and continuing to guide me enthusiastically regardless of the obstacles that we face, the pandemic being the largest one. And finally, to my mother, thank you for being the one who inspired me to do the Gold Award Project and for taking the final step, for leading every single meeting since I was five and for taking us to sell Girl Scout nuts and cookies and for showing me what true work ethic, perseverance and inspiration looks like. It's been a true honor to call myself your daughter and a part of your troop. I would like to share some final words of wisdom, but not mine. These are from Hannah Gordon, the 49er CAO and general counsel. In my interview with her, she said this to me and has stuck with me ever since. Sports is a platform for social change. Sports are bigger than simply scoring on a field, winning championships, or even having fun. It is an opportunity to share a message with billions. It's an opportunity to make the world a better place. I know each and every one of you can see the Girl Scout law in your own projects because you have all significantly impacted a cause for the better. To all the girls who have received their gold awards this crazy year, I commend you. You are all heroes, world changers, extremely perseverant, and I can't wait to hear about all of your futures, whether it's curing cancer, educating future generations, fighting for our rights as women from Capitol Hill, or even from the White House, or maybe even from the NFL front office. Congratulations, 
You did it. Your family, friends, and advisors are all so extremely proud of you. So carry on what you have learned onto the next steps of your journey and always remember to live by the Girl Scout law. Thank you. Well, Maddie, thank you so much for your words. This was definitely a message that we need young aspiring women to hear. And it is a message of encouragement and hope for future Girl Scouts and Gold Award Girl Scouts. Thank you so much. So in your speech, you talk a lot about your Gold Award project, this podcast, Halftime Halfway. But I want to know more about the Gold Award in general. What is it and why pursue it? So the Gold Award is the highest award and most prestigious award that you can achieve in Girl Scouts. A Gold Award project is a sustainable leadership project that creates a change of substance in your community. Now, it has a national or global link, and it is really born out of passion. I actually recently met and connected with four other Gold Award Girl Scouts, all of whom are women of substance and who truly have goals, ambitions, and they are the definition of go-getters. And they created some super inspiring projects. So one of them created a coloring book to educate about ocean pollution, and one even created, directed, and filmed a 50-minute documentary on animal welfare. And these girls are really going to go on and change the world, and they are what the world is relying on. And I think the second part of your question was, so why pursue it, right? So I think that we need to pursue it because it is the best hope that the world has for a better future. So girls who pursue a gold award project go on to change the world, but they also go on to change their own lives and their own worldviews. And I know that my life was changed and actually reformed because of my project. Um, the gold award project really lights a fire under you and it allows you to form many valuable and deep connections. And it is truly worth every hour that you spend which is a lot because we spend at least an upward of 80 hours on our project. And I know you spent a lot more than 80 hours. <laughs> on a bigger scale, why did you begin your Girl Scout journey? What life skills or life lessons have you learned from Girl Scouts? Yeah, yeah. So Girl Scouts has taught me so much, but I think that the most valuable thing that it has brought me is the community of women that I've met through it. It's truly inspiring to be among these people. Like some of my podcast guests were Girl Scouts themselves. But in terms of life skills or life lessons, I've learned a lot. So Girl Scouts has taught me how to truly be prepared for the outdoors. It's given me the confidence to take on leadership roles like captains of sports teams or even the student body president. But being a Girl Scout has taught me respect and dedication, and it's given me a lot of fond memories. I've gotten to be independent at overnight camps from a young age, and like I've even got to learn that like I'm allergic to mosquito bites and what to do with them. And I've made friends for life while doing all of these things. And my troop has always had an emphasis on two things. So we care a lot about community service and we also care a lot about food. So we took every single opportunity that we could to serve our community, whether it was raising money for clean water jugs in Guatemala, creating 50 Easter baskets a year for our church or teaching students. And because of Girl Scouts, I've also gotten to eat a lot of great food. So we're famous for our cookies, but there's actually so much more. And I would really ask all young girls or aspiring leaders to give Girl Scouts a shot because it's truly worth it. Finally, what advice do you have for girls beginning their Gold Award journey? Yeah, well, obviously, I would have definitely started my project earlier. So some of my advice would probably pertain to not procrastinating. I do wish I could have gotten more interviews off before I go, go off to college in the fall, but I'm very, very happy with the way that it turned out. I guess that the biggest piece of advice that I would give is that you need to create a project about something that you're passionate about. Everyone has their passions and everyone has issues that they truly care about. And we need to identify the things that are wrong in the world. And we need to care a lot about them. 
So truly, unless we care, we are definitely not going to be able to get others to care as well. So I would say create a project about something that you truly care about, whether it's social justice, environmental justice, human rights, or access to education, but truly find something that you can connect to because when it matters to you, that's when it'll really show through your project. Thank you, Maddie. We can all see how passionate you are about sports and that you really took your own advice. It's not easy to get others to care, but you did it. And I'm so excited to see all of your future episodes on this podcast. Congratulations on earning your Girl Scout Gold Award, and thank you for bringing awareness and amplifying such an important topic. Good luck on all your future endeavors, and I am very proud of you. Thank you so much, and I appreciate everything that you've done for me as well. Hello, Maddie here. I hope you enjoyed this special episode of Halftime Halfway detailing the experience of the Girl Scout Gold Award, empowering women through activities and leadership. With that, I would like to conclude season one of my podcast. Thank you so much to all of you for listening to my story and many other inspiring women's stories. And I hope you'll stick back around for season two, which will be coming very soon. Season two has so much to offer and it will include interviews with people like Kelsey Robinson, who is an Olympic bronze medalist and is currently in Tokyo battling it out for another medal with her USA Olympic women's volleyball team. We'll also have stories and interviews with Alyssa Nakin, who is a female trailblazer in the MLB, one of the Giants coaches. Thank you so much, and I hope you come back to listen to their stories and so many more when season two comes out. Thank you so much, and have a wonderful day.